0: The early 2000s face of the league was Kobe or Shaq. Yeah. Or Tracy McGrady or Vince Carter. Or Allen Iverson. Honestly, it's all five of those guys who I had a poster of all five of them, and Latrell Sprewell was on it randomly, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're not going to talk about that. It was called, uh, it was uh, the poster
1: said, The Highlight Zone. We're not going to take it.
2: <laughs> we're just <gonna> <laughs> no, <that> going to keep
1: going. No, we're not going to take it. I forgot it. We're not going to take it. I've I don't remember But there was a Republican candidate that used that song. That is correct. I do
2: remember that.
1: that, (laughs) They got a cease and desist. D. Snyder was. (laughs) I'm a Democrat. Fuck off. (laughs) Uh, Almost, almost every fucking song that
0: the only song that Republican politicians are allowed to use is "God Bless the USA" by Lee Greenwood (laughs) because (laughs) he's a fucking jerk-off Republican <laughs> himself,
2: so... That, and, and pretty much anything Jimmy Buffett. It's, like, fair game. Like, if they want to go Margaritaville? fair game. Every single time. <laughs> Cheeseburger in Paradise, Wait, you that, have it? it.
1: Yeah, but, like... That's Jimmy, not Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett, Buffett, bro. Jimmy just, like, drunk all the time. He's like, you wanna play my songs? Play my songs. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe that that's actually him in the jurassic world movie the first one there's Yeah, carrying the margaritas the guy running away holding the two margaritas is jimmy buffett yeah oh really yeah. i guess he, i never he's realized running that. out of jimmy buffett's margaritaville so um, the, the only thing that makes me think is like wow that's real sad that jimmy buffett actually goes to the margaritavilles because margaritavilles yo. are sad
2: as a, as, a, as a music lover I'm not a big Jimmy Buffett guy But as an entrepreneurial spirit I respect you turning a song Into a franchise restaurant Well done Did sir you know,
0: it's, I'm glad you said that Because I wanted to say this That song is the most valuable song Of all time Because Margaritaville All the shit and franchises That it spawned is a, had like This was like four or five years ago But was officially worth billion. A billion dollars Damn Holy shit I had no idea A billion dollars
2: Wow, way to go, Jimmy! Damn, dude. Way to go, damn, dude! Damn. That's crazy, Margaritaville.
1: Margaritaville. Uh, Kyle Kinane has a bit that the most depressing song in the world is Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville, and he said he was like, <laughs> originally it wasn't. It was a fun song, but then they created Mar- Margaritaville as an actual place. So now there's an actual location to put all the lyrics to the song to, and he's like, "Have you ever been to Margaritaville?" He's like, "It's always in the middle of nowhere. It just finished snowing, and he does a bunch of whole other bunch of things of how depressing the song is. It's like my favorite bit from him. That and the time See, that I, he yelled at a cat I, for twenty minutes.
0: I I don't uh. <laughs> I I don't I don't um. Yeah, I mean, like I don't look at it that way. I I just look at it as like a just like you know a good. Alcoholic little uh, little song, you know. Just right, fucking exactly. At home, you're also a country boy. You know, you're just hammered at home, just sipping margaritas. Fuck it. Yeah, you're me.
2: you're also you're also late. a country boy.
0: I am not. I'm not.
2: You are. I'm not you're a country boy.
0: I'm not. You grew up in the country. I don't care. I'm wearing fucking light gray skinny jeans and a something corporate hoodie right now. <laughs> like, I'm not. A, I'm not a country boy.
2: That's fair. I put I on real. I can't pain. argue I put with on that logic. Today. I'm proud of you. That's been my goal the last couple of weeks is like put on nice. clothes every day. Yeah,
0: Today I uh, I put on real clothes and let's see, I walked just a little over, I walked about six miles, just a little, little over five miles. So about five and a half okay. miles. Okay.
2: Okay. I did. Right. I did a
0: hundred pushups. I'm going to try to do another hundred more before I go to bed. My goal has been 200 pushups and 10,000 steps every
1: day. Nice.
2: That a boy, that a boy, nice, that a boy. <laughs> Wow! Yeah, prou- proud, proud of you. I find I worked out for the first time in a while today. It's just been weird. Like it's been hard to get into a rhythm. I feel like I'm going to bed later because I don't have to go to bed early.
0: Yeah, just that's, like
2: trying to find my rhythm. That's sort
0: of why I've been like I've been walking, walking. I've been doing the push-ups because the push-ups. It's like oh I can like if I do 200 a day, like I can bang out like 25 at like random intervals throughout the day. Yeah, and I also like significantly cut my calorie intake to like like 1,500 calories a day so that i'm just not like munching all the time and like i'm just i'm trying to i'm trying to lose some weight during the quarantine trying to show back up at work post quarantine and people be like bro that guy's absolutely shredded
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah that could happen
0: (laughs) and then and then i'll teach myself Uh. (laughs) and i'll be the shredded dude that shreds you know what i'm saying all right let's move on <laughs> oh, thank you <laughs> please
2: <done>. please <laughs> oh boy welcome back y'all this is episode 126 fudged up last week this is episode 126 of nba last week was 125 because that's how numbers work mm-hmm. uh <laughs> we are back for another episode of nba season in reviews Uh, (laughs) this week we'll be going over the 2003 NBA season, but before we do that, let's go ahead and introduce ourselves, fellas. I'm your host, Jay Kielas, uh, my other Chicago friend here with the skinny pants. Introduce yourself, sir. Hey,
0: it's Tad, AKA Gary DeAndre Ayton. Ooh. Sorry, that was supposed to be Gary DeAndre Payton, but...
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, interesting. Mixing of the, the interesting. um, Okay. What is it? I
0: mean, Gary Payton was a, was a prevalent... Uh, player in the in the year that we are uh, going to be yep. talking about.
2: That's fair. I, you're not wrong. I agree. I like that. um and my brother. Introduce yourself, uh, sir. Nikki
1: Keela is A.K.A. Margarita Vilgasol. Ooh, Ooh <sighs>
2: Margarita, right. pretty good. All right, okay, right on, y'all. Welcome back. This is NBA, the podcast that tries to talk about NBA shit, but mostly we just talk a lot of shit. Again, this is episode 126. We are back to talk about more oh, NBA shit, more NBA shit. Yeah, you know, I was going to tell you guys something. I forgot to mention this off-air, but fuck it. I've been reaching out to a lot of my favorite NBA podcasters and writers and, like, asking them for resources because I feel like I want to, by the end of this quarantine, my biggest goal is to be better at watching basketball from an analytic perspective like being able to like sure. watch a player and like break his game down and be like this guy sucks at this <laughs> done you You're know welcome. like I want to be that good I want to be that good and I'm just like reaching out thus far zero responses but I keep yeah, trying keep, I keep trying the, 100% 100% of the
1: shots you, talk you don't to take to Kelly. Scott.
2: I was gonna reach out to him actually because I know he's always been really responsive and he's his shit's really good so I'll reach out to him I'll reach yeah, out talk to him to
0: Kelly. um I also just thought I just thought of a good aka. Go for it. (laughs) Kevin Garnetti and meatballs.
1: Ooh. I like that. Apparently, he said that he wanted to be, like, the GM or something of the Bulls. (laughs) Because...
2: No, 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 no. So, he got into a huge fight with Timberwolves' ownership because as a part of his, like, last contract that never was, the handshake agreement was that he was going to get part ownership of the team. And then when Flip Saunders passed away, they basically just, like, canceled that agreement. Because Flip was a big part of that agreement. And that's why recently Kevin Garnett's like, I'm happy to be in the Hall of Fame. I will not be retiring as a Minnesota Timberwolf, I'll tell you that right now. Which is like, oof. I mean, it is his call. He can do whatever the it's fuck he that. wants. So,
1: I mean, he won as a Celtic, so. Makes sense.
2: Yeah, but he won MVP as a fucking as a Timberwolves and, and like played there far longer than anywhere else. But he won as a... So it's weird. It's just, weird. Okay, it's like so a weird... It's not that he was
0: going to become a partial owner but like that he would join the ownership group so does that mean like he gets sure. some sort of stake in it or does that mean... Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, that was going to be part of it. It was like like the same way that like Jay-Z was owner of the Nets. I mean, definitely Jay-Z probably had more ownership of the Nets than KG would have had of the Timberwolves but like in a similar fashion.
0: Totally. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: We're like, I think Shaq is actually like part of the ownership group of the Kings, if I remember yeah, correctly. he's part owner of the Kings. Who's that? With Shaq? You know, Shaq.
1: Shaq Oddly Shaq enough, creel. weird. Owned yeah, owned him in the playoffs. The exa- now oh, oh my god, I was about to say the exact same sentence, <laughs> word for word. Oh. Great minds. Oh, that's and all good. That
2: stuff. That that's is. lovely.
0: That's why Nikki. That's Let's why you and it. I always end up talking over each other. Yeah. In the fucking podcast yeah. because like, <laughs> we're always just you know we're we're on the same like It's mm-hmm. nice. Fuck you, Jay.
2: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Came right at right me. At you, man. I'm, um, s- I'm feeling
0: sassy today. Actually, I've, f- I've said that on pretty much like our last like five podcasts. So.
2: Yeah, it
1: happens, man. <laughs> it's. I guess that's oh, what sitting man, around the man. house all day will do to people. I don't. I Shock.
0: wouldn't know. True.
1: I'm
2: essential.
0: It all. It all comes out uh, <laughs> on you guys. Yeah.
2: <laughs> All right, boys. Let's uh let's get into it. Before we get into the two thousand three season, I wanted to talk about something that actually happened today, so what timing that we're recording on this Thursday? Uh today, um Jalen Green, who is the number one prospect of the twenty twenty ESPN class, decided that instead of going to college, which he was highly, highly recruited, um, naturally, as a number one overall recruit, has decided to be the first participant in the G League's new uh, developmental program um, that is called the Professional Pathway Program. It's intended to pay high school players who are not yet eligible for the NBA draft, but are clearly NBA draft prospects. A lot of people expect him to potentially go number one in the NBA draft. And essentially, Jalen Green is going to play professional basketball in the U.S say unlike some of his counterparts over the last couple of years like LaMelo Ball and Emmanuel Moutier and some of these other guys um he's actually gonna play here in the G League so guys um he wasn't the first one to make that announcement today um the other individual who made that announcement was Isaiah Todd who's the number 13 overall ranked player in the 2020 class was a McDonald's All-American this year was supposed to go to Michigan but decommitted in order to also take advantage of the G League and others expect that uh McCurr McCur, which is Thon Makers, uh younger brother is also going to potentially take this route as well. So I ask you guys, A, when you heard this news what were your reactions?
0: Well the first one was that Don Maker's brother was the man so nice they named him twice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Perfect.
2: Mm-hmm. Love it. Well done.
0: I got more to say but I'll let Nikki go. I just wanted to make oh. my dumb joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: no, I 100% am Happy, actually, that this is happening. I've never been a fan of the fact that the NCAA doesn't pay any of those kids. They make so much money off of those kids. I think it's fucked up. Uh, Everyone can be like, free education, but that's fine. Let those kids who are actually going to spend four years there actually take those free educations to play sports there. But these kids who are only doing this because the NBA is forcing them to, they can actually go and develop an an actual, like, you know, NBA-ready kind of league and have a little bit better chances I think what LaMelo Ball did was a a very smart idea you said Emmanuel Moudier already that's another I think you know LaMelo Ball is a little bit more famous about it at this point but Emmanuel Moudier is another example uh, and I, I think he's a very good player in the league now and I I think more kids should start doing shit like this but like you know obviously if you're a kid who's probably gonna play like two three seasons in college before you go to the NBA Don't fucking worry about it. You're gonna be in college. They're paying for your school.
2: Did you guys know that Sharif Abdurrahim is the president of the G League?
1: Yes, I did.
0: Because I went down a (laughs) Wikipedia rabbit hole a few weeks ago and was reading through his page and I was like, wow.
2: (laughs) I had no idea.
0: What what a shocking shocking just like like little fact, like what what like I, like I mean like by all accounts, like you, you know, there's I'm not, I'm not saying like it's just like that is like the not the guy that I expected. No, I would.
2: not Yeah, I that was. Either. I mean, look, he went to Cal Berkeley, so like it, it's a good school. It's not super surprising. Like he's always seemed like a sharp guy, but yeah, I was just like reading through this article, and I'm like, wait, sh- that's a right, right? But like the I mean, fuck? he
0: he went to he went to Cal Berkeley for one season.
2: Was he there for one season? Yeah. Okay. He, just like he did was a Wikipedia like,
0: uh, what was it, rabbit hole? He knows. That's right. Doing,
2: he man. he got into the like rabbit he, hole. So. I did.
0: I I went through all this. But he I mean he was he was uh he, he was a one season guy. Like I mean, like look, Cal Berkeley's a fine school, but like let's not pretend that like Cal Berkeley's uh, like College of Liberal Arts, like their elective classes and, and uh and gen eds are that much more difficult than uh, you know, pretty much any other university in the in the country. Um, I digress. He still seems like a very intelligent man and, like, you know, good for him. He also, man, like, if he had not had injury problems in the back half of his career, <laughs> he was a bona fide star player in the league.
2: Yeah, but he was like he was like the original empty stats guy. Like none of his teams were ever good, but he always put up twenty ten. Like he was just his teams were. He was like yeah, Demarcus but, before like, Demarcus. You
0: gotta like you gotta like look at at some of those teams, man. Like
2: no, they had Mike. He had Mike Bibby at one point. He had Damon Stoudemire at one point. Like he had Bryant Reeves, Big Country at one Big point. Like country. he did not have a bunch of bums we, around him. Are, like
0: I'm sorry. Okay, are we we're we're saying that Brian Reeves? was Brian Reeves played, like, six years in the NBA. He had, like, two good seasons.
2: Careful. Yeah, those two good seasons were with Sharif Raheem
0: Sure. <laughs> but who else was on those teams? Fucking Cherokee Parks from Duke?
2: Is that true? I don't know.
0: He was, yeah. Just trust me on all this. I, 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 I went. You, I went. You did the, look, You went into went the yeah this thing. It was very. It was very he long. Went through the
1: rabbit um, hole. Man.
2: Em, empty, empty stats guy. Empty stats guy. Much, much like your your boy Demarcus Cousins. Like very, very eerily similar. Every season, multiple time All Star. Like twenty and ten. Like on the regular, 100%. without a doubt. 100%. His teams were never good ever. Yeah. No, like those, went to, those Vancouver teams always underperformed. When he went to Atlanta, also they were bad.
0: Didn't he? Didn't he end up in? is that where he ended his career I don't know
2: I, I don't so. know where he finished was he also
1: the guy who like got in trouble or ch- he did change his name or something about his name he got in trouble with the NBA. or I'm of someone else
2: Mm-mm. no you're thinking of um god I forget his name yeah, Mahmoud like, like, uh Abdul oh, Rahif okay. or yep. Rahuf yeah it's like he very for the Nuggets like he really similar
1: him. last names or something like that I think is what I'm thinking yeah of. okay
2: sorry um, But in any case, so just for the listeners who are maybe unfamiliar with exactly what this means for uh, Mr. Green, um,
0: okay. Well, I, I had some thoughts. Oh, go ahead. Go know, ahead. This. No, that's fine. Let me just skip over. Uh, anyway, go, ahead, go uh, ahead. So, just a couple quick points of clarification. Number one, uh, they cannot play with uh, they have they must play with an unaffiliated team. They cannot play for a team that is affiliated with another NBA team.
2: Correct. Um, yeah, which is yeah, which is number, awesome because that was like originally when I heard it, that was my biggest concern.
0: Number two, there is a team. From my understanding, there is a team in Southern California that is an
1: unaffiliated team. It's going to be a new team, the Los Angeles. That is
0: that that is basically just going to be a team for these kinds of players.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so my understanding is it's basically like to Tad's point, a team that's unaffiliated that will have the same level of like professional development and NBA coaching and training and all those things, um, but they won't actually be playing in the G League. They'll simply be pay- playing ex- exhibition games against other G League teams and also against some international teams as well. So they're going to get a little bit of exposure to both, um, and it's really going to be more of like it's it's going to be a true like developmental league where like the, he, this kid's getting paid 500 grand to do this like they're like the article said that like adam silver and sharifa Abdulrahim were fighting over the last couple years specifically because rj hunter and lamello went to australia and they're like okay enough is enough we can't keep losing our high school kids to these international leagues like there's an opportunity to make money here um and also to like keep these kids here and also get them into the nba sooner if they feel that that's the route that they'd like to go i
0: just like okay, I appreciate the NBA trying to make the G league like a legitimate league totally but at the same time just fucking scrap the fucking age requirement
2: please well they are they are it's ending in 2021
0: yeah. I forgot that that was the thing you yeah. are correct yeah
2: so they're already they already waived it like this is the, these kids are graduating this year though so like they had a choice of going to college this year or playing professionally they're just they're gonna be the first class but the beautiful thing is like for the kids that are not draft like ready yet they have this as an alternative option as a secondary league as opposed to going to college where it's a fucking joke anyways or going to the nbl in australia or china or going to europe like now they can be homegrown talent they can be around nba like the article said that sam Mitchell's probably going to be the coach of this team which is like former like NBA coach of the year, a solid long-time NBA player, long-time NBA coach with some varying levels of success, but like a, a real coach, like a legitimate NBA coach who can teach NBA offenses and like teach them how to be professionals. I think it's a, I think it's great for guys who are like tweener prospects. Like the type of guys who are maybe like not first round type high school guys, but like are clearly NBA prospects and would prefer to raise their draft stock by going into this program where they're going to be in the in the NBA zeitgeist for lack of a better term. Exactly. And like be around NBA Scouts on the regular. Like it's a fucking pain in the ass to get to Australia. It's super easy to prospect guys here. So if you can get in that league, be around NBA Scouts, I love it. And also, so my other question to you guys was like, what do you think this does for the NCAA in terms of like the the product that is college basketball?
0: I don't think it hurts it. Yeah, I don't either. I I really, I really, truly don't. I I think like there are enough people that like really love their schools and love the love college basketball. I mean, like, I mean, when the NBA had uh, you know the the one and done rule, where I mean, was the product of of college basketball worse? In fact, this actually makes it better because you have. I completely agree. You have less of these guys, and you have more of the guys that stick around for three, four years.
2: I completely
0: agree, and it, it changes like. Team dynamics, it changes the way it actually probably creates more parity because you don't have guys like, and not that Kentucky has been like, you know, world beaters recently, but Duke still has been. And like, yeah. you, you don't have the, you know, these coaches to go out and they're like, oh, like I just recruit all these one and done guys. And it's like, yeah, dude, play for me, score 40 points a game, and you'll go to the league and, you know, you'll be a first round pick and all that stuff. Like, it actually will create more, more parity.
2: Mm hmm. I yeah. completely agree. I'm I'm a big fan of it. I think college basketball has been at its best when we had that. We had the guys, the players that we could, like, get to know year over year, the J.J. Reddicks, the Adam Morrisons, the Christian Leitners, like the Tyler Hansbros. Like, college basketball is more fun when you know who's coming back next year and like, oh, North Carolina's reloading. Or like, hey, here's this upstart team in Wichita State that has fucking Ron Baker and Fred Van Fleet. They're juniors, so much and fun. they've been around for a that while. A but, you know, like. I love Man. them. I love them. But, like, you you, you lose that with this one-and-done rule. And with this, like, you just eliminate these guys that are just – they have nowhere else to go and they don't want to go overseas. Now you give them a place to go. It doesn't muck up college basketball. And I completely agree with Tad's point.
0: What happened to Ron Baker? Is he still in the league?
2: Uh, I think he was on Washington most recently. But, like, he ain't playing no more. I don't, I don't, think, I don't, I don't think he's in the league. I'm going to Google it.
1: And by Google, I mean look it up on Basketball Reference because that's
2: yeah. I don't. I think the last team he was on was the Wizards. I'm shocked that the Knicks signed him for as long as they did. You know, Ron Baker wrote a children's book.
0: I'm, hold on, I'm gonna.
2: <laughs> we can talk about
0: the children. Uh, we can we can talk about the. Uh, yeah, he plays in Moscow now. By the way, yeah, I'm uh, not but shocked. I, I just I want I want to stop you just real quick. Uh, you're shocked that the Knicks made a head cra- <laughs> head scratching like signing like.
2: That's fair yeah. That's fair uh, Come That's
0: fair. on <laughs> man Come on man
2: I mean you're talking About a dude That was like an un- He was an undrafted Free agent That they signed Played A decent amount Of minutes For a really Shitty team And then they Signed him to a Two year Nine million dollar Contract it's Like What you locked this guy up. He was your backup point guard on a shitty ass team, and he was an. Un- he was he was fine for them. He, he was fine, I mean, he but not two years, he nine ever, million. He fine. Like
0: three points a game, and he, he he's most he famous he for
2: like, getting
1: hit in the like face a by point. Anthony Davis. That's that tells you enough, He wasn't, a, yes. enough. Right. He wasn't a true right.
0: point guard either. You know, I mean, that's the thing. No, but you know, there I was agree. nothing though, I that, that, It didn't get better for my night though than on a, a Thursday night watching. Um, or I guess that would be a Wednesday night because it'd be ESPN. Want to or like a Wednesday night. Uh, watching the the eighteen and forty three Knicks, you know, play against <laughs> like the twenty two and forty Bulls, and uh, you know they kick it out to Baker in the corner. Ron Baker for three, bang! Mike Breen, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that man can make anything sound entertaining.
0: Mike Breen is a man. <laughs>
1: bang! Uh, bang! So it's like that call the, is
2: just so. Scary, <laughs> yeah. For the listeners who are unfamiliar, um, as I mentioned, Ron Baker did write a children's book the book is called you're too big to dream small uh (laughs) hey man
1: (laughs) that's that's cute
2: it's a book about a young man a a young because he's tall oh yeah was he like six seven yep he a, a, a young small man who has big dreams um yeah, I don't know. It's good for you, Ron. It's just yeah, the best thing you did. was you wrote a children's book. Um, if the listeners are curious, um, you can currently buy this book on Amazon for six dollars and fifty three cents. Hey. If you're interested, as many of you may be parents and are looking for a way to entertain your kids during the quarantine, highly recommend. You're too. Dr- you're too big to dream small. You're just saying too
0: big to dream small. Okay. So yeah. like a, about and like fat people. <laughs>
2: Yeah, probably. Probably. Um, and with that, let's get into oh,
0: 2003. Oh, wait. wait. Before we do that, we got
2: to we gotta
0: celebrate because we talked about this last week. I'm not going to celebrate, but you guys can. Gar Foreman. Gone. He's officially fired. John so Paxson. Point, listen, gone. I'm happy for it. My point... <laughs> Gar Foreman the unemployment line bang <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: no <laughs> <laughs> oof oof <laughs>
1: oh
2: man, man. Uh, he's a multi-millionaire. Yeah, listen
0: so so every uh, he's, yeah he's i mean he's, he's not going to the unemployment line I, 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 I simply uh, can't tired. can't uh, imagine that that is uh, what's what's going to happen but uh regardless the point that i made last week uh, is moot now that they are gone, um, which is great. Yeah. Like, that's now, to terrific. be to be
2: clear, to be clear, John Paxson is not gone. He's basically he was basically given paid retirement, yeah. so he's technically still employed. Which I also found out today, Scottie Pippen got fired, which I had no idea as like a senior advisor, which I don't really know what he was doing, but like the team was trying Dude, to be better Scottie, about like how they treated Scottie, former players. Scottie
0: Pippen had that job because Scottie Pippen was broke, and the Bulls were like, "Fuck, man! Like, we'll give you this dumb job. We'll pay you a few hundred thousand sure. dollars a year, and here you go."
2: Yeah. Yeah, but here's a here's the thing though. Like, many teams do that. The Bulls historically didn't yeah. do that, and that gave them this like label of not being player friendly and not taking care of like guys who were big parts of the organization. Like Horace Grant is still employed by them now. You know, John. Pa- now they've done. They haven't done it, but then they've done it in the worst possible ways when they have. Which John Paxson being the greatest well, John example Paxton of that. Isn't he like, also married
1: to Jerry Reinsdorf's daughter.
2: There's so some relationship like there.
1: He's like a he's like a son-in-law or some shit.
2: Yeah, I think you might be right. So nepotism. Oh, mm-hmm. what nepotism? Wow. Nepotism. That's crazy. I, mean, like, I don't know. Dude,
0: but like I, I can't imagine that. Like Scottie Pippen hasn't been a little problematic. Like and like where he like tries to be more vocal and be more of a like.
2: I agree. Presence. In I think that he's a. I officer. think he's a. I think he's a good presence to have around the team, though. A guy who has rings, who is an All Star, top fifty player of all time. Like that's a guy you want around this young team. Sure. Like his. Like career wise, he was never a teammate that like caused problems. Like he wasn't. He had one year where he was causing problems. Like Phil wanted him to play in the game, and like he refused to go back in the game. Like they had a couple problems towards the end of the dynasty, but for the most part, like Pippin was arguably the best teammate on that team and that's a guy that you want around this look i don't give a shit like it's i don't it doesn't make the team better or worse that they fired him i just thought that was interesting but the Paxson one is like they basically he's like going into like a senior advisory role but like is not going to be around day to day which is literally just paid retirement yeah
0: i mean i'm here for
2: it here's the one thing the last thing i'll say on that there are rumors that they're that um, Arturis wants to hire Dell Demps as a GM, please, please, Arturis, do not do that. Please don't hire Del. I know he's black, and you said you wanted to hire a GM of color. Ooh, I get it. Careful now. That's what he said. Those were his words, not mine. The first thing he said was because uh, Marcus Spears wrote an article about how the Bulls interviewed zero candidates that were of a minority ethnicity yeah, Whatsoever However They did interview Brian Colangelo And Danny Ferry Are you fucking kidding me Um In any case That's besides That's besides the point Arturas came out In his fucking press conference And was like I'm gonna hire a GM, a GM That's a minority Uh Or general manager of color Please don't make it Del Demps Del Demps sucks Like he's terrible mm-hmm. He's He was so bad As a Pelicans GM Please don't bring him over here Please I beg you
0: <laughs> I'm looking at his uh Draft picks. Signed Joe Alexander as a free agent. Pretty solid move. That a boy,
1: <clears throat> crushing it.
0: Uh, he traded Darren Collison and James Posey to the Pacers. Uh, and acquired Trevor Ariza. It's mm. not bad. Uh, that was two thousand. Yeah, that 2000, was those were those teams
2: with uh with Chris Paul and in them. That was those were good teams. I'm trying to see who uh.
0: That was a bad trade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lot, a lot, bad, of, lot, of bad signings, bad lot of bad signings, a lot of bad draft picks. Not one of those guys was in the league more than three years. Those were bad signings. Uh, that, was mm-hmm. bad mm-hmm. that was a bad pick. That was a bad trade. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is really bad.
2: He's terrible. He's like his track record is bad. Couple couple good spots that allowed him to keep his job, mostly bad. Anthony Davis does not count. It was a no-brainer. Had they had yeah. the number one overall pick, that doesn't count. You can mess you can mess up the number one overall pick for sure. But like Anthony Davis was like a next generation yeah. talent. That doesn't count. He did. I, you could argue that the best thing he did was like basically hey, put the Lakers against the wall and make them trade. Everybody for Anthony Davis. Wait, that can't yeah. what,
0: that can't what what is this
2: Which if I remember correctly, he didn't even finish that trade. He was he just he stopped it from happening and then David Griffin finished mm-hmm. it. So Dell uh, Dems is not a good DM. In, I don't want him to In
0: 2011 he drafted Josh Harrelson uh, with the forty fifth <laughs> pick and promptly <laughs> traded him to the New York Knicks for cash.
2: That a boy smart you know what? Move. E- economical you got to respect it. Man about his money. <laughs> yeah. Don't want him here. Don't want him here. Yeah, man. Please, when, please uh, don't hire him.
0: When I when I heard uh, that, uh, you know, the Knicks were willing to give away money for an overrated white <laughs> center from uh, <laughs> Kentucky, I had to pull the trigger. I agree. That's a, that, was a, that was a mocking of uh, the film Semi-Pro when he says, uh, yep. uh, you know, Kentucky needed a washing machine. I'm an aggressive <laughs> owner and I pulled the trigger. So anyway, we, yep. we can move on. Noted.
2: All right. Nikki, bring us to 2003, the year that I graduated eighth grade. Oh, wow. Bring us there. Bring us back. Well,
1: before we get into 2003, we have to go back a little bit further to July 17th, 2002. As Nelly made sure the whole country knew of the high heat index indoors and the necessity of removing clothes if the heat became too much, two combo guards would take off their old uniforms for ones they would become far more familiar in. Mr. Big Shot Chauncey Billups would leave cold Minnesota for cold Detroit, and Manu Ginobili, who was drafted in 1999, would finally leave his Italian team, the Virtus Bologna, for one of the which is actually the one of the oldest EuroLeague teams ever. They were started in 1929, Virtus Bologna. He left that team for the fattest city in America, San Antonio. <laughs> the Big old women. Yes, the big old women. <laughs> <laughs> I did not see that coming. Well done. Unfortunately Continue. for Manu Ginobili, he signed a little too late, and he would not get the chance to play with a great, as NBA favorite Terry Porter would retire on July 29, 2002. Oh, after 17 seasons in the man's. NBA. But Damn. fear not, Manu, a great would join you soon. August fifth, two 2002. After a one-year stint in Portland, the man who would later name his son Nick... Would find himself back in San Antonio as Steve Kerr was traded for Ant- Anthony Daniels, Amal McCaskill, and Charles Smith. Uh, and then on August 6th, the very next day, the jersey swaps continue as Dikimbe mutombo is traded to the New Jersey Nets for Todd McCullough and Keith Van Horn. Then on September 5th, 2002, the Magic continue showing love for great old big man as they sign 33 year old Sean Kemp for what would be his last season.
2: Fat Sean Kemp. Fat
1: Sean Kemp. As I said, old big men. (sighs) September 10th, 2002. Puerto Rican phenom Carlos Arroyo starts his stint with the Utah Jazz. September 11th, 11th, 2002. Jerry Stackhouse gets to learn from the best as he joins Charles Oakley, Christian Laettner, and Kwame Brown in Washington. Also, Michael was there. He was traded (laughs) from Detroit. He was traded from Detroit, along with Brian Cardinal and Ratko Varga, for Hubert Davis, Bobby Simmons, and the man in the mask, Richard Hamilton. The 2002 draft was a year of the big man, as the players with the best win share in their careers was Amari Stoudemire with 92.5, Carlos Boozer, 80.3, Nene, 73.3, and Yao Ming, 65.9. The first five picks of the 2002 draft were Yao Ming, Jay Williams, Mike Dunleavy, Drew Gooden, Nicholas Skidishvila. Other notable draftees, six, DeWan Wagner. I don't know if I said his name Oof. right, but, you know. Yeah, you crushed Ten, it. Ten, Karan Butler. Twenty-three, Tayshawn Prince. Twenty-six, the man who always understood when he needed to get paid, John Salmons. And at forty-six, <laughs> Matt Barnes. And that's it for that. Yeah, buddy. That's uh, that's our opening. Where's it starts. I want to oh, just give God. a, a quick start, a quick
0: shout out. Uh, you mentioned Bobby Simmons. Uh, Shout out to Bobby Simmons, who for one year in his career as an NBA player averaged 16.5 points a game, parlayed that into a four year, $42 million contract, and then spent the rest of his career sitting at
2: the end of every fucking conceivable bench in the league. I know, dude. I genuinely thought, like, yo, Bobby Simmons is the next dude. He was from, De- he played at DePaul. Like, right? I was just like, yo, right? this dude, this dude's legit. One season, fucking blew up and then crashed. Nothing. Um did you know I also he, want to make did you know
0: w- that he's that he's, that he's uh Russell Simmons' nephew. Did you know that?
2: Mm, I had no I idea. That.
0: That's not true. I made that up, but it sounds like something <laughs> that could be true. That was a good one. You
2: got, got, got me. He there. sold me on that. Um I do want to say one thing. So um Sean Kemp was 33 when he signed with the yeah, Magic. Is that what you said? Correct. Let's not call him old, okay? Because I'm 31. I'm only two years away from that. That's
1: old.
0: That hurt. Not really, though. Not really. When you you talk, when you talk, like you say, not, not, not really now. However, 33 in 2003 was pretty old by league standards. I,
2: I, I, I'll, I'll agree. I would say that, like, to me, 35 is like, oh, that guy's old.
1: I understand. I'm so close. I, it's okay. we are all getting older. Please I'm about guys. to be thirty. You're fine. I'm dying.
0: I'm I also dying. am about to be thirty. Yeah. So, you know. Um, so, Nikki, you listen, guys. Thirty.
1: Uh, November sixth. November. This year. Yeah, dude. I'm assuming the world. Um. Into that.
0: Also, so let's. Oh, so Go ahead. No, well, I just wanted one last thing. Um, I, I actually you know what I don't want to go here anymore Because this article I just read But Bobby Simmons owns a nightclub In uh, Chicago called Society 2201 And I was like For your 32nd birthday We should go there um, <laughs> But the one of the headlines here from 2017 is a uh, nightclub linked to fatal shooting doesn't have proper and I mean I don't know what the rest of it says and then the little uh, subtext says a man was killed outside of Society 2201 <laughs> yeah probably not a place probably not a place not, to go oh let's my, not go here's there another one my son helped a woman punched the at a nightclub then he and that's where it cuts off but Oof. yeah not, not, great. not wow. great Bobby Simmons it sounds like running a oh lordy these
2: pictures. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay. Yeah, we're not going. We're, we're just, we got uh, it.
2: We got it. Well, Nikki, you mentioned this to end the uh, the introduction. Once again, well done. Um, I want to start today's two thousand three season conversation with the draft. I, the Ringer actually just put out their redraftables of this draft, and it was a very. It, this is this is a very interesting draft because it is filled with guys whose careers were derailed by injury like major major injury right and this was this was the year of Yao. and i I, for the listeners like like i said i was 14 at the time
1: oh i remember all
2: All the all the talks were about Yao. ever all the draft coverage and this is the first draft that i ever watched in full like this is legitimately the first draft that i ever watched um and I remember all the draft coverage was just here's this seven foot six guy from China. He's got touch. He shoots really well. He's a good defender. It's incredible. He was he was born to do this. He was bred to do this by the Chinese government. Blah 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 blah. No brainer. Number one overall pick. Um, and naturally, he goes number one. And as I mentioned before we were before we started recording, I was actually watching his first game um, with the Rockets against Shaq. and. Uh, I got to say, man, like I'd like to have a quick conversation about Yao Ming because like he um he had a very short career, like a very, very short career, Um, made it to the Hall of Fame. His like his all star resume is one of those things where like the entire continent of Asia basically was voting for him every single year. So he was pretty much a shoe in as a starter his entire career. Um, But he wasn't bad. No, like he really wasn't bad. How do you guys remember Yao Ming?
0: Uh, sitting on the bench in his suit with
2: a foot injury. No, come on, come on. When what? he was playing, I mean, that's when how, he was playing—that's how I remember. It. When he, when he was playing. Yeah, I mean, he was really good. He was
0: kind of—he wasn't an exciting player to watch because, like, he's, very he's just a massive dude that like was slow and you know played in the post and he didn't have a jump shot. I mean, he was a talented post player. He had an array of post moves. Don't get me wrong,
2: but like, I he, disagree. I think he had a for for a guy who was seven foot six. I think he had a great jump shot.
0: But see, I also don't really remember that. Like, I just like Yao yeah, never really interested me. You know, like that, this, you're asking how I remember him. This is how I remember That's him. Fair. I remember him as a plotting That's post player who was kind of a relic from a, a, a time gone by, but he was just this massive, giant man who, his listed si- height of, of seven foot five, I'm pretty sure is not accurate. I, I believe he's actually taller than that.
2: Uh, I think, I, I legit think he's like eight feet tall. Like I see I've seen pictures of him recently and I'm like, "Oh my god, he's 8 feet tall. It's not even close." <laughs> and
0: he he uh fuck, what was I going to say? If he had not like uh basically been well, he wasn't forced to play for them, but like he was so, to some degree like kind of forced to play for the Chinese national team and if he hadn't, we he would probably have had uh a much longer uh, uh big career. problems.
2: Oh, well, and it's not not only that, but like At that time in his career, when he gets drafted, he's, what, 20 years old? 22. So he gets drafted at 21, 22. At that point in time, to Tad's point, he was playing a full NBA season and then immediately was playing in the Chinese League. They forced him to play in the Chinese League as well and for the Chinese national team. He was basically playing 12 months a year. It's no wonder why his career ended so soon. you're
0: that big too, you you just simply, Yeah.
2: I mean I can. Comp- it's crazy. Like I hadn't realized it until I started doing some digging, but I I fondly remember Yao as so he couldn't play in today's NBA. Nope. There's just no way. He would never like he would he would not he wouldn't start. Like he just wouldn't work in this current well, iteration he, of the yeah. NBA.
1: Taco Fall or a Boban.
2: No, not quite I mean, though. Not quite that, because but... like he's so the comparison that I heard recently which was really good was he was Basically, like, Sean Bradley with great footwork and touch. Like, that's what he was. He well, was a massive. And, yeah. and and a better defender because he had good footwork. Like, he was, he was fleet of foot considering how big he was. He had soft touch. I think he had – I, I, I got to pull it up here. But, like, I think his free throw percentage for his career, according to this, like, 83% from the line for a guy who's seven seven six and like who who was at the line pretty consistently like the guy had touch man he had a good jumper he had a nice jump hook like was was a pretty good passer and like ball hand like not ball handler he's a terrible ball handler but like if you gave him the ball at like the free throw line or the top of the key like he always made a good pass like even just I'm watching this game right now it's on on the tv behind me and it's like you watch him against Shaq at, at the age of 22 and like He's, he's not dominating him by any chance, but he's definitely giving Shaq a rough time. He's putting up points. He's grabbing boards. The blocks are going to come when you're that big. But, like, I actually remember Yao's game pretty fondly. I thought he was – they did the redraft, and I think he ended up going fourth when they redrafted. I don't think that's crazy if you look at his career. I mean, he finished his career, like, 19-11, shooting, like, 52% from the field.
0: Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, look, I mean, like, Yao was a good player. Like, nobody's yeah. arguing that. Like, it just, he was boring.
2: I agree. He was incredibly boring. It, it, yeah, he was incredibly slow, it? and yeah. didn't yeah. have much success. I mean, the title I think of the episode one... "Incredibly
0: Boring, Incredibly Slow." <laughs> Don't make that, <laughs> that the that title could... <laughs> of the episode, or nobody will listen,
2: bro. That <laughs> that could be the definition of like this this five year stretch that we're talking about here. Like it's it's. I have some takes later on in the episode, um, but um, Nikki, what do you remember about you? Uh, I truly the only actually like
1: exciting thing I mean he was a good player but again as we've already said multiple times injured all injured all the time and he was very slow and but the one thing I would always remember about him is the blocks because he was such a large man and it was so easy for him to get blocks at times it was legitimately comical and I think that's the thing I remember so much and I and also I think why I like players like uh Taco Fall and uh Boban so much because it's like at times when you actually watch these guys play, it is legitimately comical how easy it is for them to put the ball in the basket or for them to make sure you don't put the ball in the basket, if in the right, the yeah. right spot. Yao Ming, obviously better because I was already just talked about. Better touch, better actual footwork could move a little bit for how big of a man he was. But all I will ever remember is just some of the ridiculous, ridiculously easy blocks that he could get. Very funny. as a short man who takes I a lot I just really of remember
0: effort i remember him beefing with Shaq, man that's yeah. what i
1: remember most
0: yeah
2: that was fun. that and the commercial
1: when they're saying yo and he's like no not yo yo <laughs> yeah oh man i forgot about that yo yow. oh man that's it that's it it's a bunch of new yorkers screaming yo and at the end of it is yogi Berra, and someone's like yo and he's like no it's yogi i remember that whole commercial it was for i believe american express Probably.
0: Probably gonna look. Probably gonna look that up later on. Hell yeah, dude! So,
2: class. Uh, and while you're doing that, looking at his, looking at his, uh, his career, made the playoffs one, two, I think four times total. Won only one series in the playoffs. Um, yeah, but he, and he was
0: generally, he, him or T Mac were generally injured for every single playoff yeah. series they had. This, like, this is they true. They were never at full strength.
2: No, this is true. I completely agree. Um, the only team that had any semblance of like a hope was that uh, I think it was the two. Was it the 2008 team that had like the really long win streak? I think it was the 2008 2009 team where they had a really long win streak, and he actually played decent for them that year. If we look at 2008 2009, he played. Uh, let's see here, minutes played. Ba-da-ba-da-ba. I'm trying to think. How many uh, games. Oh yeah, he started. He played seventy seventy seven games that season. Um, they made it to the playoffs, and I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that was the that was the one and only series that they ever won. They beat Portland in the first round. Um, and then after that, it was pretty much over. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, dude. Interesting career. That entire draft was really interesting. Like, so uh, would, Amari to, Stoudemire. Wanted, go ahead.
0: I wanted to talk about that actually. That this draft is very interesting. This might be the greatest role player draft of all time. Yeah.
1: Luis Interesting. Also got drafted at this one. Like
0: here, Rajul Butler, pretty solid yeah. role player. For he was a good role player for a long time. He spent it's like fine. ten plus years in the in the frick in the league. Uh, Darius Sungalia, pretty decent role player. Spent like Man. ten years in the league or eight eight years in the league. He played. I'm pretty sure he played in Chicago. Uh, he did.
2: <laughs> he did.
0: Roger Mason Jr. Pretty solid role player. Had one. He like, was fine. He had one like he was really fine. good. Also, year
2: also first. played with the Bulls. Yeah. <laughs> Got right. drafted by the Bulls. actually. John
0: Sammons, pretty good role player. I mean, he had some seasons where he put up some big numbers, but like he was never more than like, you know, like if, if John Salmons was like your third option, at best you were screwed. <laughs> like John <Yeah>. Sammons <laughs> needed to be like your fourth or fifth option. Um, yeah. Hey, as, a, as ne- a Ninad, Ninad Christich, Pretty good role player. Spent like eight seasons in the league. Chris Wilcox, good role player. Spent like fifteen <sighs> or ten or ten to fifteen seasons, whatever it was. I think probably about ten years. Uh, I was gonna say Nene, but Nene. Well, Nene really wasn't like that great. Like he was like a 14. whoa, whoa,
2: whoa, whoa, whoa. Nene was, whoa. Like Nene was great. Guy. Nene's. If you do this draft over again, Nene's a Nene's a, a top five pick.
0: Sure. Well, he was. Didn't he, he go was to like seven. six, seven? He was yeah. seven. Uh,
2: the top top five pick, no no question, was really solid on those Denver teams, especially when they made it deep into the playoffs with Melo and Chauncey Billups, was really good late in his career with Washington and recently with Houston. Like, Nane is super underrated. I, I should, don't think that I guy gets nearly enough respect.
0: These guys are all role players, but, like, like it was a, 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 a good draft for, like, NBA play. Like, guys that can play at the level but are not going to be stars, like, a, a superstar, really. Like, there were a lot of yeah. good role players because the next game I'm going to name here, Matt Barnes, like 15 years in the league. Yeah. Luis Even Mike Dunleavy. Like, Mike Dunleavy. Dunleavy. Luis Luis Scola, Mike, Mike I was getting like, to Mike Dunleavy. Louis Scola, like, had a pretty solid career. Um,
2: Juan Dixon. <laughs>
0: well, I was going to just about to say Juan Dixon. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Like, there, there were, there are a lot of guys on this list. And also, how dare you slander Rajul Butler.
2: You bastard. Look, RIP, but he was fine. He was just fine.
0: Uh one guy that that really stood out to me that like I was obsessed with as a kid and he sucked, which not really his fault. He was you know dealing with a lot of health and uh, injury issues, but Dewan Wagner. Was there that one a cooler sucked, fucking player than Dewan Wagner?
2: Bro. I loved, I loved DeJuan Wagner. Now Dewan Wagner had a rough childhood and a rough go at it. Like John Calipari, Cal- Calipari literally pushed him out of Memphis, told him he couldn't come back. So that's why he went into the draft. Um, but like, it just yeah, it's just weird because like he's like one of the greatest players in New Jersey State history, and then just freak, freak. Health issues I think it was a spleen If I remember correctly Some shit like that Like lower There
0: it is He had to have Half his colon removed He also As a a high school As a high school Freshman He averaged 27 points a game As a sophomore He averaged 35 points a game In fucking High school
2: If I remember correctly I think he scored 100 points Like multiple times
0: That wouldn't surprise me At least once I don't see that. Oh yes, on January. Oh, on my birthday, when I turned ten years old, he scored a hundred points against Camden County Tech. Oh, happy was, birthday! He was he was forty two. Uh, he, he shot sixty one shots and made forty two of them. That is wow. hella efficient.
2: Yeah. No, I I agree with you that there are some very serviceable players here. There's some really interesting ones, like I, like we talked about Mike Dunleavy very very briefly, but like definitely got drafted too high, but like really good player for a really long time that guy shot 39% from three for his career and yeah, was like, Mike Dunleavy like was an in was Indiana was I think was like 19 a game
0: the back, his back just never could hold up yeah.
2: yeah now I think Mike Dunleavy actually does better in today's NBA than 100%. when he was playing like he's like anymore. six six nine power forward who stretches the floor and can guard three positions like very valuable in today's NBA, NBA. For
0: sure. It's it's really... Uh, Born too soon. It's really interesting when you think about that, too. Like, guys that did not play well in different eras of the league that, like, could actually be good players now. Like, I think a lot oh, yeah. of times what we like to do is we like to look back. We're like, this guy from the 80s couldn't play now. He'd, be, he'd average four points a game. But, like, there's some guys from, like, the 80s and 90s who, like, in the early 2000s who would be better served playing in the oh, current sure. generation than they were playing at their time. They like,
1: were the averaging oh, averaging yeah. four points a game in the eighties and now they would be able to average yeah. twenty four. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah.
2: But, but even like guys like like Amari would be great in today's game. Oh, for sure. Karan Butler would be solid in today's game. Like there's a lot of like there's a lot of guys in this in this draft that were really solid. Tayshawn would crush, like probably be like a str- like a small four. Um
0: Karan Butler is one of my I don't know if I'd say top 10, but top 15, for sure, favorite players of all time. Hmm.
2: Yeah, super underrated. Like, very, very underrated as far as, like, a guy who, like, like in, in Miami was great, gets traded to the Lakers for Shaq, is great for the Lakers, gets traded to Washington, is an all-star in Washington with Gilbert Arenas, who we'll talk about later, and Antoine Jameson. like... Really, really strong career and then like kind of trickled, went to Dallas, unfortunately got hurt right before they won the championship, which really fucking sucks because I really wanted that for him. And like all signs points are like when he was in OKC, they fucking love that guy. Like good teammate, like longtime NBA player, wrote a book. Apparently people love it because he had a rough, rough childhood. Yeah. Um. So interesting, dude. Can we talk about Jay Williams for a second?
0: Hold on. I got I got two things. Number one. Karan Butler will also forever like be remembered by me for the Jim Calhoun uh, press conference where they, they they got beat by Providence uh, and Ryan Gomes who was playing at Providence uh, at the time. Robin Go- uh, Ryan Gomes, uh, long time NBA player, uh, and he's like, I-, I can't I can't offer every player. I can't take every player. I took Amecha Okafor and Karan Butler. They're not bad. They're not bad. <laughs> And he's like, and then he says, like, he's like, he's like, fuck me. And it's just so fucking funny. If you've never seen it before, watch it. It's gold. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say, not Karan Butler related, but DeWan Wagner, I was reading his Wikipedia page, and my favorite stat here is... Uh, On October 12, 2015, he attempted to return to basketball and planned to sign with the League. However, the league folded days later after it was discovered that the founder was a con artist.
1: Whoa. (laughs) That's wild. Not great. No, not great at all.
2: That's terrible. Um, Let's talk about Jay Williams for a little bit. Jay Williams, who at this point in time was – Highly, highly touted, you know, championship caliber player at Duke. um, A guy who, like, everybody thought could have actually been the number one overall pick in this draft. Thought he was a much higher caliber player than Yao. Um, And, frankly... Had an okay rookie season. Like looking at his numbers, he shot like 39 from the field, which is not great, and only averaged like nine and a half points per game. But like also put up a triple double against Jason Kidd. So there were some flashes where you're like, okay, this is this is real. And as a Bulls fan, like I remember at that time again, this was the first draft that I ever watched, praying, praying that we got Jason Williams, and it made the most sense. And you draft him, you're like, this is going to be our point guard for the next. 15 years i cannot wait he was so he was so fundamentally sound he was a good shooter he was speedy and strong like everything about him was awesome and then that one fateful night man just nikki do you remember that
1: uh yes i remember being i remember when someone when i found out i don't remember whose but i was this is gonna sound weird i was in a van I don't remember whose van it was. It was a friend of mine. Dude, you were, you were you were twelve. Why were you in a van? Uh, it was I a friend's van. Some
0: guy pulled up alongside the road and said, "Hey, little boy, there's free candy in here." <laughs> oh my god! Man. No, I think it,
1: was, it had something to do with sports. Uh, but yeah, somebody, <laughs> some. I was in the car. Would said,
0: said, "Hey, man, I got a whole bunch of.
1: I've got sports balls in here." In here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah. I don't remember hundred percent, but it, it is in fact. I think I think it was my friend Joey's car. For some weird reason, his face keeps popping in my mind. But yeah, uh, his it's because his dad is the person who told me. Like his dad uh. was like listening to something and was like, "Oh my god!" He's like, G-, and he was the one who told me.
2: So fucking terrible, man. And like he uh, he wrote a book about his recovery process because he actually he ended up getting addicted to painkillers throughout that process because he was just like he had no choice but to pop them um played that one season tried to make a comeback on a few occasions like had a had a, a, a summer camp invitation um to play with the New Jersey Nets that ended up not working out um he's made now he's done well for himself a, a, after the fact like he's he's doing the college basketball commentary now um he's got a lot of different foundations he's doing some things with LeBron James to educate the youth so like he's definitely made the best For himself, but I don't. I can't help but believe that Jay Williams would have had a long, successful career in the in the NBA. Am I wrong, Ted?
0: No, Jay Williams would have was supremely overrated. Like going into the league, I I don't think he would have.
2: Whoa, he wouldn't have been that good. What? I disagree. Uh, I can't. I I think he had he had a rough rookie season, and he's talked about this coming from Duke, where they were winning on the regular, to then come to the Bulls and like. He just, he didn't adjust well to losing, um, loved playing with Jalen Rose, but like it wasn't easy. That team wasn't bad either. Like that team could have fought for like the eighth seed in his rookie season. He just didn't play really well, but I, I, there was just, he, there was glimpses here and there throughout that rookie season where you're like this guy, I think he ended up making NBA rookie second team that year. And there were just glimpses of him where you're like, "There's, there's some real potential here, man." I really I think so.
0: I just, I didn't think he was going to be that good. I never did. Well, and I liked him at Duke. We'll never
2: know. We'll never know.
0: You know, we'll I liked know. him. I liked him at Duke. Also, um, like interesting that him and and Dunleavy went back to back. Yeah. yeah Two teammates, I think first time,
2: first time ever, and then happened again with uh, with um, Michael K. Gilchrist and Anthony Davis. But I think that was the first time ever that teammates went back to back in the draft.
0: Mm, that's wild. But Like yeah, in the top In the top five specifically I, I just I truly just don't think That Jay Williams' game Translated well to the NBA That's just what I, That's just what I think I also have seen his penis You know So like You know There's that so, so, Were you in a van?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, that's good That's good No uh, uh, I was on my phone uh, Good on lord the internet. Okay. If you good guys don't lord. know He uh, I don't know if he still does But he was involved with Carissa Thompson a uh, Fox sports personality. Uh, there are several videos of her in various states of undress across the internet. You can find them if you search Carissa Thompson and then any sort of sexual thing following her name. <laughs> um, when those photos were originally dumped, uh, there were also some photos, uh, some nude photos of, uh, of oh, Jay w- Williams. And I gotta tell you guys got, he's got some
1: penis. <laughs>
2: Can we make that the title of the episode? I just want to have that be the cold He's open. Got some penis? <laughs> He's Jay Williams. Got He's penis. got some penis. I just want to have Tad saying that. We'll think about it. <laughs> I mean, you can still
1: just make that, even if it's not the title of the episode. We're at about 54 uh, minutes in. You yeah. might as well just mark that down.
2: Uh, another question for you guys. If you're redrafting, where does Carlos Boozer fall in this draft?
1: Fifth?
0: Uh, redrafting? Yeah. I mean, number
2: one is clearly Amari. Yeah,
1: he's top ten. Yeah, hundred percent top ten. I think he's top five.
2: I think he might. I think he might be number three. He might be number two.
0: I agree. I think so too. I think he might be number two.
2: I agree. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's Amari. I think it's Carlos Boozer, and then I think it's Kron Butler.
1: Yeah, and you put yeah. That's that's kind of what I would go with too. And then, Yaming four, Nene five. Yeah, like I'm just li- yeah. I mean like
0: dude, like even like even the last year's last year of of, of Boozer's career, he still played 71 games, averaged 12 and 7, shot 50% from him. the floor.
1: He was never a bad yeah. player, but if he was the He was best a bad player, he was a bad was, he was, a, was bad a terrible defender. defender. Yes. The bad, worst. Yes. Yeah. Terrible
0: bad defender does not does not do it justice. He was a a terrible nice. defender. He was he, he did however uh really up his game in the play. He was a great player in the play. Oh
2: yeah, that those Jazz teams were so fun, dude, with him and Deron Williams, Mehmet Core, fucking uh, Andre Kirilenko. Like those teams so much fun. Also Andre Kirilenko another guy super super underrated. Incredibly underrated. For like a long time was an All-Star Played in Played too Utah. many
1: video games.
2: Yeah. His wife let him got, f-
0: his wife let him fuck one other woman. Uh, just come on, dude. This
2: best wife of the year. No, wife man, of that's, the uh, it's
0: too much pressure. That's a lot of pressure. It's nope. Too much pressure.
2: You it's know, good. Does it's she like, knows what she's doing. It's
0: like we're, you know, we're, we're halfway through the year and it's like, oh man, I haven't this had sex with really, you. Chick, this chick's really hot, but like, what if there's a hotter one, you know? And then, like, <laughs> it's the end of the year and you're like, fuck, I gotta use this thing. But like, the hottest <laughs> chick was that one from six months ago. Why didn't I just do it then? Like That <laughs> sounds like nightmare. It's torture. It's fucking torture,
2: terrible. man. Um, I will say this Carlos Boozer, Carlos Boozer could not play today no. like 100% retired at the right time and played during the right period of time because his, his game the back of the basket kind of like bruising power forward who like would do the fadeaway jumpers that doesn't work today no. it just doesn't no, he,
0: he, Um, to shoot like the 18 footer and yell grab that shit Joe grab that shit Joe yeah
2: that's fine I look. And I I, I loved Boozer Oh, that was the best. Right the that nuts. fucking, that that gif is great. He wants um, spray
1: painted hair. and <laughs> it's also true. He sharpied his head once. It was real weird. Not a fan. I, he,
0: I, I forget, I I forget how he
2: explained I, it, but.
0: He was talking about it and he was like, yeah, man. Basically, they told me, they're like, no, man. Like, it, it looks, it'll look like real hair. And then he's like, I did it was like, oh, shit. Oh,
2: my God, dude. <laughs> it's so good. Um, let's move on to the next topic here. In this season, a one Gilbert Arenas wins most improved player and thus starts this four-year period basically where Gilbert Arenas is one of the top 10 players in the NBA, 15 for sure, um, during his Wizards tenure. um, And then he proceeds to make the All-Star team for the next three years. So this four-year period is where Gilbert Arenas really takes off now here's a guy who got drafted in the second round by golden state was not expected to be anything Wore the number zero because that's how many people believed in him that's dope um and then plays for those we believe fucking well actually no he didn't play for the we believe golden state warriors but he played for the golden state warriors when they were pretty solid like still kind of like one of these underling teams i think it was like him and matt barnes and a couple other people um and then gets traded to the wizards um and just like takes off, like really, really takes off. Who does Gilbert Arenas most remind you guys of in the current NBA?
1: Current NBA? Mm. I,
2: it's a tough one.
1: Isaiah Thomas?
2: Oh, that's an interesting one.
1: A, a very Damian sh- Lillard? A short burst. No, I think Damian Lillard has more longevity, though. Um,
2: yeah, but like his, I'm saying, like, I, so I agree with both of you guys in the sense that like, very small window of success, but like incredibly explosive, yeah, like Isaiah off. Thomas. Yeah, but mean, like, a, look, a game that I'm resembled not, I'm not, games. I'm
0: not trying to talk about. Yeah, I'm not trying to talk about like his career. I guess that's uh, true. I his just his went straight arc. for career. I'm just, I'm just trying to talk about like who. Um, trying to think.
1: Like, let me let me think about this a little bit. Just. I still
2: think I like I like that comparison. I, still think Isaiah I mean,
1: Thomas can work for that sort of situation because Isaiah Thomas is a guy who could just score at will. Was Gilbert Arenas very good at defense? I don't think he was. It was okay. It, was okay. it wasn't very good at He was good, just though. fine. Yeah. Just fine. Um I mean Isaiah Thomas is kind of atrocious at defense, but like you, you know, you could put some schemes around him that would work kind of. But well, when you're five I foot mean, four, it's hard to defend. Right. It's hard. it's quite
2: it's quite difficult. Quite difficult to do. Um I mean, look, when he's in Washington, he's averaging twenty five points a game. He's shooting eighty percent from the line, forty eight percent oh no wait. 37% from three, 36% from three, um, 42% from the field overall with six assists a game, two steals a game, and, like, four, four boards a game. Like, started the age, really started the age of, like, these, like, scoring point guards, like, these scoring first point guards that ended up taking over the league for a while there. But, like, the dude was... Fucking Hibachi, bro. Like, I remember I loved watching Gilbert Arenas, dude. Loved watching Gilbert Arenas. His no game chill, was so no fun. Chill
0: Gil, brother.
2: Ooh, dude, my man. I loved Gilbert Arenas. Like, him. I, during that period, it was like my favorite players to watch were him, Tracy McGrady. Um, fuck. LeBron? Well, no, because LeBron wasn't even in the league this year yet.
0: Well, I, I know, but I thought well, we were just talking like this – Sort of yeah, this, this, like, but but like
2: his different. his three year his three year arc though, like this was by the by the end of his like three year All Star stint, it was LeBron's second season. So it's like it's no, just not no
0: no 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 no. Yes, his, dude, Gilbert Arenas' best year was oh five oh six, and his second best year was oh six oh seven.
1: Yeah, I think it, I think a, it's his, a little bit longer. His
2: his,
0: his 2005, 2006 season, he no. led the league in scoring.
2: Yeah, oh five oh six oh six oh seven. That's what I'm saying.
1: You guys are both saying yeah. the same thing, but Jay. It's so not what? Three years in. Five years. years in. Three, years.
2: Three, three, four years in?
1: It says four years.
0: Like that was we, we. had he five years. LeBron, LeBron. Well, four years. So all right, fine.
1: Yeah, yeah. Fine. four years. That's what I'm saying. Um, you fucker. Fine. <laughs> I will say this though, really quick. My Isaiah Thomas thing might actually be a hundred percent correct because he also has a four year uh, stint where he pretty much is averaging twenty five points per game. Yeah, and. Similar sort of numbers, less steals. He's only averaging about one steal per game, six assists per game, and about three rebounds.
2: It's quite comparable.
0: I didn't realize how inefficient Gilbert Reyes was. Oh,
2: yeah. yeah, He was a chucker. Well, because he was fucking chucking, bro. He didn't give a shit, man. Yeah,
0: I mean, you just, like, it's funny, like, you you look back on the, like, because, like, I, 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 I feel like, it's almost like you, you become like, you know, like your father in, in this regard where like, you know, now I watch the game and I'm like, that's a bad shot. That's a bad yeah.
2: shot. That's a bad <laughs> well, shot. That's what, but he was you know, like, you know, he was and, doing and that like, shit back then like, like, when he was just fucking chucking. But that's dude. what I'm saying,
0: though, is when I was like 15, you know, 14, 15, it was like, yo, this guy's dope. He was nine of 35 from the floor, but he scored 30 points. And that's fucking <laughs> sick. and like. It's just funny that, like, I look at his numbers now and I'm like, Jesus, man, he scored 28 points, yeah, sure, while shooting 41% from the floor. Like, and, I like, I look at that now and, like, as an adult, I'm like, man, like, I'm boring. Like, I'm like, oh, man, like, those shooting percentages are terrible. What if you involved your teammates more? You might have won more games, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> as a kid, though, I was like, dude, fucking Gilbert Arenas is sick, dude. He scored 28 <laughs> points a game. in those dope-ass gold jerseys, which I maintain – to this day get the worst rap of jerseys of all time those gold and black wizard jerseys were dope they were dope i was not a fan
2: disagree Sorry. yeah I, I disagree you're wrong the gold ones <laughs> that's fine you can say what you want to say I'm i just, what? Uh, like, I'm just I, I
0: don't under, i don't understand what people did not like about them
1: it's too much gold
2: yeah, I don't know what it was. It was just they
1: just looked weird. I didn't like. I don't know. I didn't like. I, th- I didn't like. No, I'm gonna say what, right now, gold is a secondary or accent color, and that's on art.
0: But they they were they were it was sort of an accent color because they had those black shorts, dude. I remember playing NBA 2K, and I would always, always, always switch to those jerseys <laughs> if I played as the Wizards.
2: <laughs> I mean, would um, need man. Can I can I ask for a a, a quick. Just a very quick like transition to a topic that we should have covered last week, but I kind of want to cover now. Okay.
0: Uh, Hold on. I just want to say, like, if we're going to wrap up Gilbert Arenas, uh, Gilbert Arenas, uh, crazy guy, legitimately insane, <laughs> the craziest, super talented the basketball player, poorly or unfortunately his career was derailed by injuries and threatening to kill one of his teammates in the locker room and bringing guns in and telling him <sighs> to pick which one he wanted to get murdered with. Having God, said that, bro. he is hilarious on Instagram. He does seem like he's matured a little bit. He's got a decent to, podcast. He, he, he tries. I did not know he had one. I'm going to probably give
1: that a listen. Um, he, he also does. had a
2: sports show with, uh, um, oh, what's the Indian porn star's name? Oh, um, yeah, Mia Khalifa. Mia yeah, Khalifa. Yeah, yeah. He had a fucking sports show with Sad Mia Khalifa I for like two right years. that I did that right off the
0: top of my head, but you know, <laughs> I mean, we're not going to talk about that. So anyway... Uh, no, but also though, like he he does seem like he's he tries to give good advice to like some of the younger star players, um, via social media, which I I kind of appreciate. Um, and he but, loves yeah, to shout out. Nick shout Young. out! Sh- I was just about to say, shout out! No chill Gill. Follow him on Instagram and watch him like just terrorize Nick Young and Nick Young's son. Oh, it's so much fun, <laughs> it's dude. So it's funny. so great. It's so funny. So anyway, I, we, love we can proceed, I love him. I love him. I just wanted to talk about that.
2: I wanted to take a a brief step back to something that I forgot to bring up last week, or forgot to put on the rundown that I was. I actually wanted to talk about because it was actually a big part of my NBA fandom, and it was the two thousand one, two thousand two LA Clippers. Um, we're
0: talking Darius Miles. Miles, We're talking
2: Darius Miles, Lamar Odom, Elton Brand, Quentin Richardson. Richardson like Earl Boykins, Keon Dooling, Corey McGetty, Jeff McKinnis. Jeff yeah, you know what that is? Uh
1: that's a bunch Eric of, That's a bunch of solid role players as we talked about uh, earlier with the draft. Dude, Listen, Corey, man. Corey
0: McGetty though was a legitimate bucket. He could yeah, do he could nothing score. else, but Not he me. could score from anywhere. He's like a little Corey McGetty is actually a guy who would be Corey Magatti would be a great player in today's league.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
0: undersized power forward shoot to 3 can beat you yeah. off the dribble. I agree. Quermitti would be a, a good player in today's league.
2: I agree. I mean, long for a long period of his career was like somewhere between like eighteen to twenty-two a game for long stretches, yeah. and like was he good. I mean,
0: look, man, he didn't do much else. But no he scored points.
2: No, that's it. Yeah, he was very boring. Like, didn't shoot a lot of free throws, which was like no. a big shot threes, yeah.
0: shot mid-range jumpers yeah he and was
2: athletic as all fuck but i remember that team was so fun to me because they had that that short series on espn where they followed them around and like that's where like we all all introduced to the knuckleheads like i remember playing basketball and like that was like everybody wanted to do the knucklehead thing like every score every time you scored a basket you fucking hit your head like Dude. that was the coolest fucking thing in the world to me at that point in time.
0: when i was when i was playing basketball in high school we used to do it People, somebody hit a three and people stand up off the bench Just, and do the knucklehead yeah. thing and like was so I was great. in high school so long after that too like I know you know what I mean like I was a senior <laughs> in high school in 2008 2009 oh, like people were still we were still doing it
2: I love it dude. and I was the best I remember at the time being such a big fan of them too because they had Darius Miles and Quentin Richardson who were both from Chicago and it was just like, Oh, here's two Chicago guys on the same team who grew up together. They're they're both these like young first round talents. Darius Miles at the time, I thought was gonna be the next I thought he was gonna be the next T Mac. I was like, This guy, he's long, he's athletic. Like that was the point in time where like we way overvalued athleticism. Yeah. Um, Dude, I, I, like, I, honestly, I think way there's any
1: time
0: that we over value athleticism. Now. We're we're at that point now. It's it's, it's gotten so? worse. You think so? I think it's yeah. I don't know.
1: I it's starting to get real bad. I I feel like, like now no offense, in today's is game, is
2: Mobamba good? Cuz he's athletic, but I don't think he's good. No, Mobamba sucks. No, Mobamba's yeah. trash. Mobamba's trash. But here's he So, here's ass. here's here's where I would here's here's where I would argue. I agree that we we do focus on athleticism today, but because of the nature of the of the NBA, Back then, it was like big dude, really athletic. Now it's like here's a guy who's like this six, let's say six eight to six ten guy who can also stretch the floor and like appears to have a good stroke from three and is athletic like that. There's yeah, that you don't kind see of like that
0: so much. There's there's a lot of guys that get drafted on that P word. You know, what I'm talking about Potential, Potential. and Marcus. there's a lot of guys. A lot of guys oh, that get God. drafted on, on that
2: patrol. Dragon Bender. I, I mean, Bender, dude, Phoenix,
1: <laughs> come on. <laughs> give it to us, baby. Alex, land. Push it on over. Oh, Phoenix not Phoenix,
2: athletic. A not athletic. example at all.
0: is Aaron
1: Gordon.
2: Yep. I still maintain that Aaron Gordon okay. in, a, in a different system would be much better off. Had he not been hey. going back and forth 3 4, 3 4, 3 4, 3 4 for like five years, I think he'd be a much better player at this point yeah, in his you're career.
0: You're probably right. But I'm just saying, I'm just. I really him do. As an example, there's a lot of guys these days. Anthony Bennett got drafted on potential because he was athletic as all hell.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and but also but also was a guy who, in college, could stretch the floor and was incredibly dominant. Sure. Um So let's move on to the last topic of the night, which is this is the first season of the Spurs: Tim Duncan, Manu, Tony Parker. Championship that really kicked off the dynasty. Who is um, uh, Greg Popovich?
0: Oh, so, oh sorry. Popovich? I, I thought I thought nope, you were. Nope. I thought you were reading the answer to the wasn't, question. Nope, we were gonna nope. jeopardy it. Oh, so. sorry, nope. um, wasn't my, it? Wasn't my mis- it my mistake?
2: <laughs> I have a. I have a hot take. Over the last couple of weeks that we've been watching basketball and taking in these last two seasons in particular, oh, I think man, Tim Duncan. Ain't is the reason why the NBA was so bad at this point in time. And here, let me let me explain, make my case. Explain. Let me, let me make my
1: Definitely
2: case. good. Let, no, no, no. I'm, I'm not arguing that. Let me make my case. So when you look at the periods of the NBA that were the most entertaining, right, you had the 80s with Bird and Magic, both of whom were electrifying players, incredibly fun to watch. Then you move over to MJ, another electrifying, athletic, like incredible, incredible competitor. Really fun to watch. Then for a little period there, you get like young Shaq slash young Kobe. Fun to watch, like really athletic. And then we get into this period for two years, by the way where the Nets and Jason Kidd, who we talked about last week, has this old man game, are dominating the Eastern Conference. And then this season, where Shaq was hurt, so that led to a weird Lakers season, and the Spurs going to the championship, winning against the Nets, this might be the most boring championship. I don't remember watching any of these games. I do,
1: for some
0: weird-ass reason. I also I also remember watching them as well.
2: I don't remember watching any of this. None of them really are on my radar. And my point being, Tim Duncan, incredibly, incredibly talented, the greatest power forward in the history of the game. There's no doubt about it. Really boring to watch.
1: I remember. What's interesting. Go ahead. I literally just want to say, I remember watching the finals. And this, this does prove to Jay's point correct. But this is what I remember about watching that finals. I remember watching it at our aunt and uncle's house and our uncle Jeff at multiple times. And it was, in fact, anytime Jason Kidd or Tim Duncan would do something, say something along the lines of like, "Well, that's classic basketball."
2: Oh yeah, he kept talking about fundamentals. He was, he was like, "That's fundamental. Funda- that's good fun to- fundamental basketball." Do- and I'm like,
1: "Those two dudes, <sighs> no good fundamental basketball, but good fundamental basketball is born as shit." But this is
2: this is this is my point. The most electrifying players of that point in time weren't. Having the same level of team success So like guys like Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady Allen Iverson, Kobe Bryant like This season in particular And for the next couple seasons Were just like nowhere to be found Because they didn't have deep playoff runs So the deep playoff runs were made by like The Spurs and the Nets And the Celtics who at that time were like Really tough, that was a really tough watch Like Anton Walker just chucking it
0: Yeah, he shoots threes because there are no fours But anyway That's neither here nor there uh, what I'm, what I'm, what I, what I want to talk about though, is Tim Duncan. Yes, was boring at that time because that was a time of bad basketball. And sure. what's very interesting is that, and we've, we've, we beat that horse to death. I, I understand that, but I'm, I'm gonna keep talking about it because, as much as I loved the memories that I had of this time of basketball in my youth, watching this, uh, it was bad. I mean, if you go back and watch it now, you're like, this is atrocious basketball. And what's interesting is that the Spurs pioneered what is honestly like the the sort of grandfather to like the modern day basketball that we know now.
2: Yeah, to some extent. I would agree with that.
0: Without those early, they were all about making the extra passes, doing the right things. Like, uh, you know, dribble penetration from an attacking point guard. Like, there was a lot of similarities to what we see and like i'm not saying that like you know that you 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 look at you watch the spurs game from 2003 and you're like damn that looks like the warriors from 2017 because that's not what it is but it was the it was a precursor to what that warriors 2017 offense um you know ultimately was it was a precursor to the modern game and it's so funny that you think about that and you're like back then i was like god damn these guys are boring the big fundamental what a terrible nickname Tim Duncan stinks, and what's so funny to me about that too is that towards the end of Tim Duncan's career, from like 2008 to like 2013, he, and you know what, what did he retire in 15? Uh,
2: yeah, has it been three? No, no, I think it's only been like three years. No, maybe four.
0: I, I'm honestly not exactly sure when he retired. Just look. because like time just starts to kind of you know run together but look. either way it's so funny is that like towards the end of his career when he was like you know this like older guy that like i like this older like nba player like people he, he became a more beloved star than he had been you know what i mean like people yeah. like I like people loved him. It was like, oh man, old man Timmy's still out there getting it. Spurs are still contenders. Spurs are winning sixty games this year. And fifteen years prior, or not fifteen years, but like ten years prior, people were like, My God, this guy is good, but he's so fucking boring. And yeah. it, it's just very interesting when you I really also think, think about because the fact what,
1: that what happened was he was ahead. no longer I was gonna say I think what happened is he was no longer like the face of the NBA, like the person you constantly saw.
2: Was Tim Duncan ever the face of the NBA though? No, I guess he never. He won, I mean, he won he won NBA, MVP back to back. You
0: can win fucking MVP, doesn't mean you're the face of the league. The early two thousands face of the league was Kobe or Shaq, yeah, or Tracy McGrady or Vince Carter or Allen Iverson. Honestly, it's all five of those guys. Who I had a poster of all five of them, and Latrell Sprewell was on it randomly too. <laughs> but he's the, I mean, we're not going to talk about that. It was called. Uh, it was uh, the poster said the highlight zone. Ooh, and it was, like, no. all of them, like, jumping through the air, like, doing, like, sick dunks.
1: Like, that's amazing. Tight, but, like, Tim Duncan was – was I think what happened is just, like, it became, like, these crazy athletic wild players who were finally making deep runs, like like what Jay's saying. But still, that old man and that old man game was still making deep runs as well. That's why everybody's, like, less annoyed with him and more like, ah oh, that's a fun little commodity because he's not the only – like, all star, we get to watch in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was the, he was just, frankly, just, he was never, never the face of the league. No, nah, but he, I think, you know, it, like,
1: he was finally, I, can, can, uh, I was just gonna say, he's go finally like a superstar that, sorry. <laughs> Fuck you, you fuckers, Jay. man. Fuck you. Oh, we can't we, help it.
2: we almost did Same it. Same
1: exact mindset here. I was just gonna say, I think, um, for like Tim Duncan, in these years, he's like the, one of the superstars who's just constantly making deep runs and like you constantly see because he was such a great player, but you're like, he's such a boring player. But then he, later on in as his career went on, there was so many great superstars making, putting up great numbers that were fun to watch that. Then all of a sudden he was just like a fun little niche thing to look at every once in a while. Cause he wasn't the only player putting up amazing numbers anymore. I think that's why in his later career, so many people were like,
2: yeah, old man, Tim, yeah, I I will say this. It was really fun to watch a young Tony Parker and a young Manu Ginobili. Like it was really fun to watch them kind of coming into their own. Um, and this team was deep. Like fucking Steve Smith, Malik Rose, David Robinson, Tony Parker, Steve Kerr, Stephen Jackson, Manu, Danny Ferry, Tim Duncan, Speedy Claxton, who I think put up like seventeen a game in this fi- in, in this in this entire Finals. Um, Bruce Bowen, like really really deep team and like watching i think i watched like game one and the nba youtube channel just posted the clinching game um like a couple days ago so i watched that one and like like the spurs came back from from like deep like i think they were down by like 15 at one point maybe 12 or something and uh that team was fun to watch like i now watching it like to tad's point through through a, a through a different lens now watching it with with let's call it a more refined uh view of of basketball. You, oh, it's, it's a really it's fun team. Eyes. Hey man, come on dude. 2020 over here, bro. Um <laughs> everything's clear. Um as is the basketball. It was a really fun team to watch. That next team was a little bit rough to watch. Um like Kenyon Kenyon Martin had a pretty good series, like but I don't know. That team was it was a it was an interesting team like getting rid of Keith Van Horn. Like, I, I don't know. I just, yeah, I don't know. I was, I was watching the game yesterday. I was just thinking to myself, like, this is, this is why everybody thought that the NBA sucked during this period is because the two, arguably the two most dominant players during this two-year stretch were some of the most boring basketball players yep. 100%. that you could possibly watch.
0: 100%. 100%. I don't disagree with you.
2: Anyways, um, any other things that you guys wanted to mention on the Spurs or on the 2003 NBA season? Oh, do we want to go through, uh, um, through awards? Oh do, yeah, I before. mean, do
1: we? I mean, I think this is the year. Uh, can you guys? Tim can you guys won? peep the link? I peep, did peep, peep the, link, the link, and I do want to talk about that real quick. Jay, while you look up the <laughs> awards so like hundred percent know who do. it is? Um, Jay,
0: I need you to. Jay, I need you to peep the link, man. Uh,
1: on, for bro. the folks listening, Tad sent us a link and said link is to the picture that he was describing, uh, the poster that the poster he had hanging on my. I had hanging, I on, on, my, I had
0: hanging of, on my closet door.
1: I need everyone to understand. <laughs> it's called the Highlight Zone, Shaquille O'Neal. Probably one of the most famous dunkers of all time is dribbling in the picture. <laughs> yeah,
0: and, yeah, and and, 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 and Tracy not well. McGrady, Tracy McGrady oh. is clearly doing a dunk, but like in the way that the, the that it's formatted, it, it looks like he's like standing and like like gonna hit <laughs> you over the head with the ball. Um, yep. My favorite thing is the <laughs> caption in the New Millennium: the world embarks on a journey into a wondrous land where only boundaries are that of imagination. Your next stop, the highlights. <laughs> the highlights. This I poster like was that. sick as hell, though, dude. I had that on my closet door. Uh, it might actually still be on the closet door of my 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 childhood bedroom. <laughs> it was from like two thousand one.
2: I really sick hope so. As hell. I really hope so. Um, oh, I'm getting a weird link here. Anywho, um, so let's go through. Oh, you know what? I had that poster. I had that poster.
1: I thought it looked familiar.
2: I had that same. We had that same exact poster in our room. Why wow. the same one? <laughs> the same I one. It and I, I and like, I got it because right? of T Mac. I wanted. I wanted it because it had T. Yeah, the T Mac. I had that same one, poster and
1: the Vince Carter one because I was so happy the to T-Mac, see him on there. The T-Mac wow. poster.
0: The T Mac pose is the one I remember the most, and Shaq dribbling the ball. Oh, and Shaq Shaq has a weird mustache in in that in that photo. Like there's like a a a little dad thing going on. Like you don't like it's it's very weird. But like I always just remember like like Nikki's point. Like Shaq. The the most dominant aggressive dunking big man maybe that we've ever seen is fucking putting the ball on the deck in this poster. <laughs> I can't believe that.
2: We're weird call poster guys. I All did want to mention is Google this Google
0: the highlight zone NBA poster, folks, and you'll find it. Yes. It's a
2: classic. Many of you probably had it. Great I did in my two thousand three playoff game watching uh over the last week, I watched game one of the Pistons who we'll talk a lot more about next week. Um Pistons versus Magic series, the only game that the Magic won in that series where T-Mac fucking goes off, dunks on Ben Wallace and do you remember the fucking reverse layup that he did where he like was just Hell off yeah. the ground and fucking Oh my I totally forgot about that And I'm watching the game And I'm just like Oh it was just that game That first game of the series It was incredible He dominated And then they lost Every game after that I also want to point (laughs) out so sad
1: uh, Because as I was doing the research And I I said all of them This this is really the year That the Pistons Get their final pieces For what will you know what's to come. Just,
2: just, just about. about next next season. Next season is the season, which, like I said, we'll we'll talk about them a yeah, lot we're next we're next episode.
1: And
0: I want to talk. What well, I can't wait to talk about is how like nobody really. I don't think people really loved those those Pistons teams. Zero respect. You know, you know who liked like, those Pistons teams? Your dad. Your dad liked those <laughs> Pistons teams. You're right. He and, did. You know why? You know who? And and because he hated the Lakers and
1: he hated Kobe. Yep. They the hated Kobe. Yep.
2: And your, the dad dad was like,
0: your dad was like, this is what well, this is this is too flashy, Kobe. <laughs> like, dude, fuck off, dad. Kobe's <laughs> fucking met, dope so as you hell.
2: Met my dad. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, um, because your dad is everybody's dad when it comes to the NBA. <laughs> yeah. Also, oh, your boy. dad
0: is uh we talked about him earlier, but Brian Cardinal. Your dad.
2: <laughs> Not my dad, bro. <laughs> That's your not dad, my man. dad, bro. Brian Cardinal is everybody's
0: dad. Brian Cardinal yeah, you, you, is what is what you. everybody's dad looked like checking into an NBA game. You like look you, it's my dad out there.
2: You have you hey, have dad. not met my father. My you know, my my father is. Uh, <laughs> who would I compare my dad to?
0: Did you know? Mini did you know that his, his Benny nickname, Blanco? <laughs> his nickname, uh, uh, Brian Cardinal's nickname at Purdue, uh, was the janitor. Because he cleaned up the boards.
2: <laughs> Ooh, I just remembered. Or, I'm sorry. I just,
0: Excuse me. His other nickname was the custodian. I couldn't remember <laughs> if it was one or the other.
1: Turns out it was both.
0: Wow.
2: Why not? Real um, quick, Chase, my dad
1: sorry, oh, just on the whole nickname. In high school when I played baseball and I was a pitcher, my nickname was the janitor because my coach literally said, I put you in when everyone fucks up, And you clean the messes. That was Zook. That's good. what he used to say to me. He'd be like, get in there, solid janitor. <laughs> I'm
0: like, thanks, coach. I
1: solid,
0: just figured it's out. a tight nickname, man.
2: Brian Cardinal is your dad. My dad is... That old man who's on crutches and then throws them and starts dancing. I'm sure everybody has seen that video. Yeah, the yeah. very old man that grabbed. That's my dad. Yeah, that's my 100%. dad. That my dad is now Brian Cardinal. I
0: kind of thought maybe your dad was Carlos Arroyo. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was going to so say so it. But I was like, yeah, it's but it's fine. It's pretty down close. That, the, that Olympic series where Puerto Rico beat the U.S. That was the first time ever that I have rooted against the U.S.
0: Oh man, we, we, have we gotten oh, to that yet? So, no, that's, was that this year? No,
2: no, that's okay. way later. Way later. No, it's
0: one more year. It's 04, I thought. Is it?
2: Yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. later. They no, no, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure not, I was in high school when team, it happened. People
1: called it because if it's not 04, it's 08. No, it was 100 percent 04. It, it was, was 04. before the.
2: It was okay. It's 04.
1: If it's not 04, I think you might be, be right. 06, because it might have not been for the Olympics. It might have it, been for. It was a FIFA. It was a FIFA, FIFA
2: tournament. tournament. I know it's that, and six. I was in high school. 06. I was definitely in high school. I want to say I was a junior, it but anyways. Six for sure. Um. So, for this season, and this is the last thing we'll talk about today, uh, points per game leader was Tracy McGrady with 32 points a game. Uh, Rebounds was Ben Wallace with 15.5. Assists was Jason Kidd with 9. The awards, MVP, Tim Duncan, back-to-back. Rookie of the Year, Amari Stoudemire, who went 10th in this draft. Amari Stoudemire, who had a phenomenal career, who we'll talk about a lot more in later episodes when we talk about the 7 Seconds or Less Suns because those were really fun basketball teams. Um, Ben Wallace, back-to-back. Defensive Player of the Year. Um, Again, we'll talk a lot more about him in next week's episode. Sixth Man of the Year, Bobby Jackson, who I thought won last year. Did not. Um, Gilbert Arenas, Most Improved Coach of the Year. Greg Popovich, Executive of the Year. Joe Dumars for swinging that Richard Hamilton trade. Way to go. Um, And also bringing over Ben Wallace, I guess. Or no, he did that the year Year before. before. Um, And Chauncey. He He got
1: Chauncey and Rip this year.
2: Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And, yeah. and he, yeah. Drafted, he drafted, drafted ta- Tayshon. Sure. Yeah.
1: That's what I was saying. Yes. Yeah. You know what? That's that right. They did, they did a very good job. In they did the a good,
2: players. they did, they did 90% of the work this season. Yeah. Next season is where well, they like, they bring I'll it, I'll it all say
1: together. Because next season is a big, big percentage.
2: It's a big one. Um, it, and, and also, yeah, they, uh, they were, they went from like one of the worst teams in the league to being, uh, not one of the worst teams in the league, but like a decent team in the league to being the number one overall seed in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Um, All-NBA first team Kevin Garnett Tim Duncan Shaq Kobe Tracy McGrady Second team Dirk Chris Webber Dude can we talk about the fact
0: that you got two power forwards and a center on the All-NBA team (laughs) Like imagine that now (laughs) It's where we were If that happened now I'd be like get the fuck out of here
2: It's where we were Uh, Second team Dirk Chris Webber Ben Wallace Jason Kidd Allen Iverson Third team, Paul Pierce, Jamal Mashburn. Woo! Shout out um, to my
0: boy Jay Mash. I
2: love that. I guy. love, I love Mash. Um, King Jermaine of O'Neal, the range jumper. Hell yeah! Stephon Marbury and Steve Nash on the Mavericks. Which I was texting you guys this the other day. I was watching the Western Conference Finals between the 03 Mavericks and the Spurs. What a disappointment! That team, that team it's was Donnie great. Nelson, great. Man. Ugh, Donnie Nelson, man, Donnie dude.
0: Nelson was was a good coach, but not. I a love great those coach. teams. Also, Donnie Nelson uh, was a NBA innovator, so like I'm not trying to poo poo him. Too much, and he was an All-Conference guard uh, at the University of Iowa. So, uh, you know, (laughs) shouts to to Donnie Nelson. Can I say (laughs) one thing real quick? This is not on this topic that we're talking about, like the Matt, like you know, the All-NBA teams. I just want to say this: that on August fifteenth of two thousand four, the Puerto Rican men's national basketball team defeated the United (laughs) States by a score of ninety-two to seventy-three. Suck my ass, Jay. Okay, 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 okay. I thought it was
1: two thousand four. And right, also all dude, right, shouts to this right.
0: this fucking Argentina team that won that year uh had a lot of NBA players uh, Luis on, dude. Luis Scola, Andres Nocioni, Fabricio Alberto, Manu Ginobili, uh Carlos Delfino and I mean that's it but like that's a pretty decent amount that's for an Argentina team Deep bro team. that's a deep team.
1: That's a lot of very solid role players. And Manu Ginobili. A um, Hall of Famer for sure.
2: Let's see. Eh, I'm not going to go through all defense. All rookie first team, Yao Ming, Amari, Karan Butler, Drew Gooden, Nene, second team, Manu, Gordon Gearichicks of, of the Orlando Magic, um, <laughs> Carlos Boozer.
0: Oh, man. If I wish I didn't remember.
2: <laughs> Bro, I was watching that today. I was like, oh, I forgot about him. Uh, Jay Williams and J.R. Bremer of the Boston Celtics, who I do not remember um, oh, at all. J.R.
1: Bremer. Yeah, dude. Come on. He don't know who the fuck he I'm is. I'm so, I'm serious. Who the fuck is he?
2: He played for he played for two seasons in the NBA.
0: Yeah, he played at Saint Bonaventure.
2: Yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Un- <laughs> undrafted, undrafted in 02. You were ready for that yeah, one.
0: Yeah, he was. Uh, he was like pretty, pretty fucking good in college, but he like went to like obviously fucking Saint Bonaventure. Super small really school. Great. Same but school as Woj. Oh, same nice. school as uh, uh, former Orlando Magic great Andrew Nicholson.
2: Let's go, dude. Ooh. Let's go. All right, boys. Anything else we want to talk about today? We went a lot longer than we thought we were going to go, but per usual, <laughs> we like to talk. Yeah,
0: I mean, you know, it's just we just like to talk about the <clears> stuff <throat> and I think that we we get a lot of fun and easy banter in, you know. I'm good with it you
2: I have I have no problems with it at all. Anything else we want to wrap uh, talk about before we wrap up today?
0: No, nah, nah. man. We talked you about go? your dad. We talked about my dad. We talked about the highlights. <laughs> Got it we all. We talked about Shaq putting the ball on the deck. Well, there was a Carlos Delfino reference made at one point. Shouts to Carlos <laughs> Delfino. I think we covered a lot, man.
2: Yeah, we covered it all. Let's plug and let's get out of here. Follow, Follow me. on Twitter
1: at Tad Hall. God damn it, Nicky.
2: <laughs> natural, natural order, guys. That's truthfully one, my two, own three. fault.
1: I forget I always okay. go second. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter at Tad Hall underscore. Follow me on Instagram at Nikki Palooza. And you can follow
2: me at J underscore Keelas on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow MBA at MBA Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please don't uh, forget to give the podcast a five star rating and review. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. We've been putting a lot of work into these episodes. We hope you're enjoying them. Um, Share them with your friends. If you're enjoying going down memory lane with us, share them with your friends. We're revisiting some old games, some old players, some guys like JR Bremer, who nobody's going to remember. All right. Well, for Tad, for Nikki, for Jay, this has been MBA. And we're out. Peace.